the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. A deadly winter storm that has tormenting uh, travelers across the U.S. since before Thanksgiving moved to the northeast on Sunday, packing one last punch of snow and ice as people made their way home after the holiday weekend. National Weather Service meteorologist Laura Pagano tells the Associated Press another coastal storm is hitting northern California. As that interacts with the higher terrain, the Sierra, then we're going to be seeing that transition uh, to snow for the higher elevations as well. And that's going to really continue into tomorrow and then um, really have somewhat of a reprieve by Monday night. Britons are looking for answers as politicians seek to pin the blame elsewhere for a breakdown in the security system that had kept London largely free of extremist violence for more than two years. This is SRN News. Mark Levin says it doesn't add up. We have the president says he did nothing. President of Ukraine says he did nothing. The secretary of state and the foreign minister both have listened in the call and have been involved in this who said he did nothing. We have Gordon Sondland, the first of the witnesses who's actually spoken directly to the president of the United States, quoting the president and saying, I don't want it. Why are we having this hearing? Why have you been talking about impeachment? Ladies and gentlemen, can you get evidence stronger than this? Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. You can hear your favorite Christmas songs right now on our sister station, thefishtwincities.com. You can also download the Fish Twin Cities mobile app today so you can listen all throughout the holidays. And Christmas music on thefishtwincities.com is brought to you by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Just past 2 o'clock here in the Twin Cities, let's take a look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. Winter weather advisory till 3 o'clock, high at 31, low at 7. We've got Hour 2, Mitch Berg filling in for Brad Carlson on the Narn right now. is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The shining spot of red and sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. I'm in for Brad Carlson this afternoon. Brad uh, was off, uh, is off on assignment now, as I was yesterday. <laughs> okay, we switched shows today. Actually, it's something he's, he's, uh, he's, he's got some stuff going on today. I thought I was going to have some stuff going on yesterday. Uh, I, as I pointed out last hour, I, the original plan was to be on the road today, coming back from North Dakota for Thanksgiving. From Thanksgiving, I should say. Uh, because I, I like visiting my parents for the holiday. My parents live in North Dakota, and the plan was to uh, take a long weekend, drive up to North Dakota on Wednesday, spend uh, Thanksgiving at my dad's place and then my mom's place, and then make my way back to the Twin Cities. Well, the weather 
didn't cooperate, as it frequently doesn't, by the way. In all my years of living in the Twin Cities uh, and and taking trying to take my kids uh, when they were younger back up to North Dakota to visit their grandparents, uh, looking back over the, the, the diaries for the last, I don't know, 25 years or so, any trip I take to North Dakota has a 50-50 chance of having some kind of weather interruption. If it's between the 1st of November and the 1st of April, it's absolutely uncanny. And especially the the last part of the trip, the last half of the trip, getting from my dad's place in Jamestown to my mom's place in Minot, it's a good 50-50 chance that either the weather will be so horrible that I can't make it past Jamestown, or that it will be so bad I have to spend an extra night in Minot before I try the road back to Jamestown. Or in some cases, as in this past week, the forecasts were just too bad to even try it at all. And literally, this, this was one of the most comical attempts I've ever made. I, there was the day I was going to leave, there was a snowstorm. And then Thanksgiving night, there was a snowstorm. Uh, significant winter storm in North Dakota when I would have been driving between my parents' place. And then yesterday, yet another winter storm would have been chasing me down Highway 83 all the way from Minot to Bismarck with 40-mile-an-hour winds, five-plus inches of snow. That That's what we call a blizzard up there and the kind of thing that is, well, lethal and as much guff as I give to Minnesotans about especially southern Minnesotans, about their wimpiness as Ray Weather. Fact is, yep, I respect the weather up there in North Dakota. And so I figured discretion was the better part of holiday fervor, and I canceled the trip and thought that I would uh, be perfectly fine with it. Of course, another storm came up last night, starting to wish I had recorded my timeless uh, evergreen Thanksgiving show, so I wouldn't have had to mess with it, but here I am. And that's fine. I It's just one of the places I like to be the most. Uh, there are a few, and this is right up there. As I say, the worst day on the air is better than the best day off the air. But there are a few things that are better than a, a day on the air. And to me, holidays with family are one of them. And when I say holidays, I mean really there are four main holidays, I think, for most Americans. Fourth of July, obviously, is a big one, but that's that's an a national thing, a matter of national pride, a matter of deference to our history, kind of like Memorial Day and Veterans Day, things that we observe as as a nation, in some cases personally as well. Uh, those are all important. But in terms of personal holidays, the big three, of course, Christmas, which in addition to its theological importance, and which, by the way, is is hugely important to me personally, I mean, the day that, that God sent his son down to redeem all of us, And Easter, the day he collected on that, uh, to all of our eternal uh, gratitude, uh, is Thanksgiving. And I'll make no bones about the fact that I get incredibly sentimental about those big three winter holidays. Because as a kid, they were the most wonderful times of the year. I mean, the song says it, and and our, our, our popular culture for many years sentimentalized the holidays to to an extent that people today, well, at best, find a little bit absurd. And believe me, our, our society is not at its best about holidays these days. We'll come to that in a moment here. But I make no bones about the fact that as a kid and as a young adult, I loved the holidays. And And part of it is because they were this oasis of warmth in a very cold place. I grew up in rural North Dakota, 
And Thanksgiving was you know, all of my memories of, of really all three of the big winter, well, two of the big winter holidays. Easter's kind of touch and go, whether it's going to be winter or spring here as there. But Thanksgiving was this time of wonderful smells, and, and all of my grandparents that were alive at the time, uh, and three out of four were all the way through high school, uh, my grandfather on my father's side died 20 years before I was born, so he was out of the picture. But uh, family was very important. I either involved a trip to one of my grandparents or another, or them traveling to our place. And, uh, and it was just this wonderful time. I mean, as a little kid... I used to look forward to it because it was the time my grandma would make a lefsa. And if you're not part of Scandinavian rural culture, you probably don't get it. But maybe you do because lefsa, warm lefsa with butter and a little bit of cinnamon sugar on it is proof that God loves us and is looking out for us. <laughs> and, and I'm being a little facetious, but not much. Lefsa is one of the things that, that is fantastic about holidays. But and, and as I grew up. As I went on into the adult world, I realized this is a fantastic time. And like Christmas, it was a time when the house smelled wonderful. There was a turkey in the oven. There was lefsa on the table. There was all these delicacies that we never had during the rest of the year, cranberries and, and pumpkin pies, stuff that was completely foreign otherwise. But during those two holidays, the house smelled like fantastic cooking and it was warm, and it was, you know, my grandparents were in town, and they lived in Bismarck through most of my childhood, and that was a two-hour drive, and they managed to make it most holidays. Or we made it to their place, or my grandma, other grandmother, my father's mother, who lived four blocks away. That wasn't a difficult trip. And uh, it was, and they were wonderful times in a sense that, that I had an awful lot of my childhood that I re remember unabashedly as being straight out of uh, beaver cleaver, uh, leave it to beaver. Uh, you know, and, and people joke about that today. In fact, I remember even as a, in my twenties, uh, really late teens, reading various cultural critics talking about how unrealistic the world of, of 1950s family television, leave it to beaver and father's knows best. And my three sons, I guess that was the 1960s, but the, the picture, the standard media picture of the American family during the birth and growth of the baby boom was unrealistic, as they said. And I have come to know, as I've grown and, and moved out into the adult world over the past years, that that's true. A lot of people are not blessed with childhoods like I had. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. And it is, it, ironically, one of the things I'm most thankful for every Thanksgiving the fact that I look back on my childhood and have memories of that are that are warm and and thankful and grateful and poignant in their own way and aren't stained with with ugliness and misery and 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 the sort of ugly acid toned overtones that that popular culture gives to the holiday these days and and we'll talk more about that in a moment because that's one of the things I want to make hammer on uh, during this hour here as we talk about the way our culture has really, for lack of a better term, bastardized this holiday and and bastardized it in ways that many of us take part in. I mean, <laughs> Thanksgiving, when, when some people in our society think about Thanksgiving, that's the turkey day before Black Friday. 
which always annoyed me, although I managed my annoyance by stocking up uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving on all the supplies I need to get through the Monday after Thanksgiving, ergo going nowhere near a store for any reason whatsoever. Uh, and that, by the way, my, my record is almost perfect there. I mean, the last time I went into a store on Thanksgiving, uh, it was when uh, my granddaughter Watermelon was a baby and they needed, uh, the, my son and, and the mother uh, needed diapers. And so I went to Target on the morning of Black Friday to pick up a package of diapers. I walked out with a TV. So this whole magic of Black Friday does have something to it. I'm normally pretty immune to marketing. Uh, it's one of the reasons I stock up on supplies that day before Thanksgiving. But I'm thankful for all of that. And as I moved out into the world, I saw that other people saw it very, very differently. And yet, as I moved out into the world, and my perspective on the holiday changed, it was augmented with perspectives of a young adult. And I remember this because it was in October of 1985, I moved to Minneapolis. I had gotten out of college six months earlier. I had spent the summer and a good chunk of the fall working construction, uh, really kind of adrift in the world, a guy with a BA in English, but without an education certificate. No practice teaching, no interest in being a high school teacher, and no way of finding a job in the middle of a farm recession in, you know, a farm state if you're not a diesel mechanic. And I didn't know. And in a series of stories I wrote about years ago in a series on my blog called 20 Years Ago Today, I, I fell into this decision, really, almost literally fell into the decision to move to Minneapolis. I mean, it was on my short list. I wanted to go to a place with a music scene so I could take a run at being a rock star. And at that time, it was a relatively inexpensive city. So down to the Twin Cities, I moved and went through a couple of very difficult months. I uh, didn't have a job, had whatever money I'd saved over the summer working construction. That was it. Uh, and yet, I, I sort of started to settle in just a little bit. And it was just before Christmas when I got my first real job in the Twin Cities, uh, actually at a, another radio station, the, the Evil Talk Empire. Wound up falling back into radio by accident uh, so, and, and discovering talk radio, by the way, something else for which I was very thankful that year uh, because that's what led me here to this broadcast today, uh, 34 years later. And it was Thanksgiving night back in 1985. I was driving downtown to meet some friends. Uh, I was staying in South Minneapolis in an apartment that I'd been occupying for, I don't know, two or three weeks. I was driving up Park Avenue into downtown, and right about that point, for the first time ever, I kind of felt, hey, I feel kind of at home here. I don't have a job yet. I don't have, although I was starting to get some idea that something might pan out at the Evil Talk Empire. But I started to feel like maybe this is my home now. This is a place that I can put down some roots and, and maybe even build a life. It was Thanksgiving night, 1985, that I first had that twinkle of a feeling. And so between childhood and that one rather sentimental but intense memory from young adulthood that framed Thanksgiving for me, and I have fought hard to keep that feeling over the years. And given that it was 1985, that means it's been quite some time that I've had to fight for that feeling. And it's the fight has has been framed a little more starkly over this last few years. I'm going to talk about that when I come back on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot.
guys, Mike Gallagher. Over the last few months, my fellow Salem talk show hosts and I have been speaking across the country at the War for America's Soul Tour. Thousands of people have attended these sold-out events in cities all across America. We talked candidly about the attacks against our Constitution, the push for radical socialism, open borders, and other issues affecting you and our country. Not everybody could get a ticket, so we filmed the event in Sacramento, California, and Tampa, Florida. These were incredible nights with a few surprises. You can now watch the events on demand or even buy the DVD. It's a front row seat to watch me, Dennis Prager, Hugh Hewitt, Sebastian Gorka, and Larry Elder. We discuss the critical issues that are at stake ahead of our next presidential election, and we give you the truth. To watch it now, go to WatchSalemMedia.com. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. Enlightenment, compelling, entertaining, you'll learn Go to WatchSalemMedia.com for the War for America's Soul Tour. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services, so your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. I want everybody to get up off your seat. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Celebrating Thanksgiving today, I am Mitch Burke. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, by the way, one of the things I'm thankful for is the Fish Twin Cities playing the soundtrack of the season. That's our sister station, fishtwincities.com. That's thefishtwincities.com. Tune in for holiday classics with brand new Christmas songs from today's top Christian artists. Christmas music on thefishtwincities.com is brought to you by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Download the fishtwincities.com app today 
and listen through all of the holidays. Something that radio stations used to do, we've taken up here at our sister station, thefishtwincities.com, your home for Christian music uh, on the interwebs. 651-289-4488 if you have questions or comments for me or this broadcast or anything else. We're talking about Thanksgiving. And I, and I started off talking about my, my memories of Thanksgiving, going back to my childhood in the, yeah, 1960s. Yeah, I was young, but I remember things. I graduated from high school in the early 1980s, went out into the world, moved down here in the mid-1980s, uh, in part to become a rock star. It didn't work, but it was fun to try. Accidentally got into talk radio. Literally, it was a complete accident. And for that, I am profoundly thankful because because of that, that's that's why I'm here today, doing a talk show. <laughs> I, my, my, if I'd have had my druthers, I'd have never set foot in a radio station again after I left North Dakota because I thought it was all about being a disc jockey. And I hated being a disc jockey, although goodness knows I wound up doing it again after I moved down here. Yet, it was a path that led me to where I am. I have fond feelings about all of the major holidays and indeed about my entire childhood. And I know that makes me a lucky and blessed man. And for that, I am intensely, burningly thankful. It's something that I have fought to keep in my life for quite some time. Uh, We'll come back to that in a moment here. Because we're at a time of year where you see how little regard much of our society holds that feeling, that sentiment, if you will, but in some ways, that belief it's it's more than just a sentiment. It's actually a almost an ideology, and it's something that I found as a kindred spirit. Den, Dennis Prager, who who during his Happiness Hour we every week, points out that the best way to, among his many brilliant points in this in this weekly essential hour of radio, points out that the best way to become happy is to appear as if you already are. In, in other words, fake it till you make it. If all else fails. I mean, there's something to that. That's something I, it's advice I've followed in many areas of my life, not least of which were the holidays. Uh, while my childhood memories of the holidays were incandescently beautiful in many ways, I fell into a situation in adulthood long, not long after I moved to the Twin Cities where other people in my life uh, who will not be commented upon directly had a different feeling and brought a certain amount of anger, a certain amount of stress to the holiday season. And as I had young children at the time, I felt it incumbent on me to to pass on my view of the holidays rather than some of the other views that were impinging on their on their and our lives. I.e., I faked it till I made it. I made darn sure that I loved Christmas and Thanksgiving and this and that I passed down the sentiments that I have for both of those holidays as pillars of the of looking at life and i'm thankful that i may have succeeded just a little bit as my kids are now young adults and seem to enjoy the holidays themselves and for that i'm 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 thankful i'm not going to go into specifics but it seems a lot of society could use a little bit of that same uh same same point of view. And that's putting it mildly. Uh, Because I realized not everyone had 
the same has the same outlook on their childhood that I have. I know people who've gone through frightening abuse, who came up through terrible family situations, who, or just merely family situations that had stress beyond everyone's control, least of all their parents, and for whom childhood, especially some of the most intense memories of childhood, those holidays where a family gets together uh, and does the family thing for better or worse, aren't always as pleasant a set of memories as I have for which I am so thankful. But there is, while there are people out there for whom there is, thing, there's not everything about the holiday is to be th- thankful, uh, is to be thanked. Uh, not, their, gratitude isn't due to every single holiday memory. There are people out there who seem to be bent on passing the misery along and jamming a little bit more of it on in the same way my grandmother would not let you step away from the table without finishing the last of the stuffing. Some people, like my grandmother, my sainted Norwegian grandmother, uh, for, for them, it's about jamming down the food. For others, it's about jamming down their misery. And it reminds me of one of the points in a piece that I've been spotlighting for the last year or so in this broadcast, uh, the piece, uh, 20 Diversionary Tactics, uh, Sociopaths and uh, Narcissists Used to Control Your Life by Shahida Arabi. The first one is something called gaslighting, uh, trying to make you think that something that didn't exist, that you didn't see, trying to get you to doubt your own perceptions of events going on around you. And you see this with all the subtlety of my grandmother saying, have more mashed potatoes this time every holiday season, coming from our, quote, elite, end quote, media. It's cultural gaslighting on an epic level. I have commented satirically on this in recent years. Uh, Three years ago, I wrote a holiday season open letter to Minnesota Public Radio and National Public Radio, in which I asked the the various public radios uh, to... To, to listen to their broadcasts and see if they wouldn't arrive, arrive at the same conclusion I had, that, that listening to their broadcasts, you might think we're on the precipice of a, of a national mental health crisis, something Americans only survive with the aid of therapy or, or lots of alcohol or an endless slathering on of wry, fashionably understated cynicism. I mean, you'd think, listening to public radio, and frankly, a good chunk of the rest of our media, that this time of year, where it's a time of year where all ceremony is an onerous burden, where every family member you have is insane or intolerable, and all travel is a wearing burden, uh, all human interaction is just this layer of plastic fakery over a rotten, frothing core of anxiety and desperation. You know, the holiday season. And and while all media partakes in this, in fact, we'll see in a moment how it's gone mainstream, public radio programming in particular seems to be clogged with newscasters droning on and on about seasonal mental health afflictions with uh, people who call themselves entertainers for some reason, jabbering on about the only kind of get-togethers any of them seem to have, which are ugly and dysfunctional ones with obscure writers and so-called artists elevated to radio commentators for a day, testing about the uh, testifying at length about the ordeal we're all about to go through during these four hellish weeks of holidays. 
to which I had to say, point taken, public radio. I mean, you and your audience, the, let's be honest, upper middle class, over miseducated, secular uh, crowd is exquisitely bored with the whole holiday thing. Uh, and I suggested in all faith, uh, all good faith, that they uh, poke their collective nose outside their Subaru driving Oberlin St. Olaf, Carlton-educated, Whole Foods shopping, free-range alpaca-wearing, urban liberal privilege-wallowing, Israel-divesting, ELCA-haired, coffee shop music-loving, prematurely gray, bumper-sticker-clad Obama-shilling bubble. And take note of the fact that for a whole lot of people, yeah, myself included, perhaps the majority of the holidays aren't about mindless personal drama. But in fact, something that Bring some of us a measure of joy. Maybe even most of us. I mean, I don't care if you turn around on your little show and joke about how pathetic you find it all. That's fine, and, and it's nothing new. It's the way uh, it's the way our so-called self-appointed elites have always looked at all of us hoi polloi in the square states. I get it. Call it pathetic if you want. Sticks and stones, blah, blah, blah. Just saying. Perhaps... Maybe this may seem crazy. You can put down the bottle and take your head out of the oven and look around a bit. That's it. That's all I ask. But we had it in spades this past week. Joe Souchere, former host at the Evil Talk Empire, former colleague of mine from said empire, had a tweet that summed it all up um, this past week on, on Twitter. And I quote, just some of the stories in today's online New York Times, the horrible history of Thanksgiving. Make room at the table for difficult people. The vicious reality behind the Thanksgiving myth. Oh, and the best one of all, why gratitude is wasted on Thanksgiving. And when you have a curmudgeon like Joe Souchere pointing out that the, the, the media has gone over the top, the media, the big media, the quote elite end quote media is feeding this collective psychosis that dribbles out from the blue states about how miserable the holidays are supposed to make you. I have to think Shahida Arabi did not write a political tract with her, 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 her story, her book about narcissist behavior, but she sure could have. Oh, much more about Thanksgiving when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot, go nowhere. We'll be right back. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's B-A-G-1-1 to 88988. 
Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Wow, Pro-Life Across America is celebrating its 30th year of saving babies. That's right. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We began three decades ago, and thanks to our supporters, we now have billboards, radio ads, and Internet ads across the country. So what have we learned in these 30 years? No woman wants an abortion. Most feel panic, pressure, and alone. Our hotline receives an average of 200 to 250 calls a month. We connect callers with free, confidential, and life-affirming assistance. Please help continue this legacy of support or post-abortion assistance. Visit us at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Or to donate today, simply press pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key words, pro-life. Pro-life across America, non-political and totally educational. Pro-life across America, the Billboard People. AM1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. If you have questions or comments, you can also join me on hashtag NarnShow on Twitter if you're inclined to do so. By the way, don't forget, Book of the Month for November is the latest in a series from the Pence family. Yes, that Pence family, the, the first, uh, second family of the United States. This month, you could win a copy of Marlon Bundo's Best Christmas Ever by Charlotte Pence. In Marlon's latest adventure, the Bunny of the U.S., that's Botas, that's his Secret Service code name, has an incredible holiday adventure. You can go to am128thepatriot.com for your chance to win a copy. That's a fun read and a great gift for your child or grandkids. And it was the book of the month for November, and it is now December. And I am going to start labeling things uh, 2019 for the next three months now, too. Just you watch. Anyway, we got another book of the month coming up here shortly. Go to am128thepatriot.com for details. And by the way, it doesn't mean you can't pick up a copy of uh, Marlon Bundo's favorite Christmas at a bookstore near you. 651-289-4488. So we're talking about the sort of group psychosis. Indeed, I call it gaslighting of America and traditional Americans' view, I think, includes, including, I think, those of, of most of you here listening to this broadcast, the, the traditional view of Thanksgiving. And I'm not saying that there aren't reasons that people don't have miserable times over the holidays, people for whose, whom the family life as children was, was miserable for whatever reason. Uh, I certainly hope and pray that they find peace and, as, as they grow up and, and, and find a way to, to, to handle all that uh, the best they can. Uh, I, I, or for people for whom 
loss has made the holidays a, a particularly dismal time. Again, I pray for peace for all of them. I hope you all do, those of you who are observant of that tradition. But it's the people who are out there to push misery the same way that Grandma used to push gravy. By the way, I've never been much of a gravy fan, although I will say my uh, daughter and my son's girlfriend make spectacular gravy. I could actually be won over as a believer. And that's a big one for me. I've always I've never liked gravy, but by golly, this is good stuff. <laughs> the scales have fallen from my eyes after all these years. Anyway, uh, the the pushing of misery as as a pastime by today's self-appointed elite social commentators, as summed up pithily and briefly by uh, Pioneer Press columnist and former radio titan Joe Souchere on Twitter, and I quote again, some of the stories in today's, that would be uh, last uh, last Friday's New York Times, or Thursday's New York Times, yeah, thir- Thanksgiving Day, there you go, the horrible history of Thanksgiving. Making room at the table for difficult people. The vicious reality behind the Thanksgiving myth, and the one I, I, I will confess I hate the most of all, why gratitude is wasted on Thanksgiving. How, how awful this is. First of all, the horrible history of Thanksgiving. Like a lot of New York Times coverage, Let's call it uh, fiction in the in the era of the 1619 project, which seeks to uh, frame the entire founding of this country as a purely racist act. Uh, they're attempting to to frame Thanksgiving as as this oppressive symptom of of deep, intense oppression. And one can be honest about the history of the American Republic vis-a-vis those who were here when the founding uh, when when the Pilgrims arrived and not have to gaslight our entire society, people of all races, about what Thanksgiving means, what is it intended to mean. Uh, you, you don't have to try to rewrite history out of underneath a future generation. In other words, you don't have to spread your misery to the rest of society. Well, one in particular I find galling was make room at the table for difficult people. And of course, this has become... Uh, a pet peeve of mine, especially when listening to public radio, which I do way too much of because for whatever reason, uh, the antenna broke on my car and the public radio comes in better than everything else. I don't have much patience for music radio. Frankly, I don't have much patience for much of public radio either, but there it is. Uh, make room at the table for difficult people. I hear another spoiled, pampered, urban progressive privilege sotted staffer on a public radio program talking about their view of the holidays and saying, well, holidays were the usual difficulties. And then came November of 2016. And, and they, they repeat it with the same gravitas that people who survived the Holocaust use when describing September of 1939 if they were in Poland. April of 1940, if they were in, in the Netherlands or France or Norway, uh, surviving, being conquered by a, a genocidal dictator, as opposed to losing an election that you thought was, you, that to which you thought you were entitled a victory. You see, there's a little different 
point of view here in the world. But no, the, the fact that, that some people at the table might be difficult to you, might potentially challenge your beliefs, or if nothing else, just your maturity about confronting the idea that other people see the world differently from you for reasons that you may not subscribe to or share or even respect much, but that they have nonetheless. It's an epic case of gaslighting of the idea that the people at the at the table who see the world diff- differently than you is something to be disparaged or actively stomped out. As you see before the holidays every year, to my great satirical delight, every time groups like Planned Parenthood send out social media posts about how to talk to your family about abortion uh, over the holiday dinner, to which I respond, yeah, go talk about it outside in the sleet. Shut up. Leave your puerile politics away from the family's holiday, you moron. Uh, Protect Minnesota, by the way. Uh, joined in this last, as they do every year, ways to talk about gun violence with your family over the holidays. I, I'm starting to think that for all of the caterwauling and belly aching and whinging that our current generation of, quote, dissidents, end quote, uh, feel, that they are the ones who went nuts three years ago this November. I, I mean, I mean, being this disconnected, this self-centered, not disconnected, so overly connected to one's self, to the solipsistic view of the world was, like, okay, everyone must believe as I believe, or I am going to stomp and scream and actually follow through on making the holidays as miserable as my cultural icons tell me it's supposed to be. In other words... A society full of people who, at the behest of our idiot elites, are actually becoming those abrasive, horrible idiot uncles that are supposed to inhabit all of our holiday dinner tables. Our idiot elites have bred a generation of of the people that future generations will look at and shake their heads and and endure for holidays for decades to come as this continues. Because I have a hunch the children of the millennial generation are not going to see the world the same way as their elders when they start having kids. Oh, one can hope. So at at the very least, this point of view of the holidays sees the holidays as an opportunity to gaslight the rest of us about what the holiday means. And at the worst, it's an opportunity to gaslight us about what it is. The vicious reality behind the Thanksgiving myth. Or why gratitude? Oh, I hate this one with I, uh, hatred is a sin. I get it. But I hate this one with a abiding red hot passion brighter than a billion suns. Why gratitude is wasted on Thanksgiving. Could there be a point of view more stupid? more snotty, more snide and cynical and less grounded in reality. Because the fact is, having some gratitude for what you have, for what we have, for what smarter earlier generations bequeathed us, in some cases against our will, having gratitude for that is whatever you want to call the holiday. Having gratitude in general even for things you don't appreciate, 
is so very, very utterly important for your own mental health. And so when I listen to these gabbling hamsters on public radio and now in the New York Times and really all over the place chattering about not only how their feelings redound about the holidays, but how they want to make the rest of us feel about them. I think the time has come to push back twice as hard. Why you must, for your own sake, to say nothing of those of future generations and the world around you, feel <laughs> that, that gratitude, for that the history of Thanksgiving is instructive, that Thanksgiving is a time for difficult people to suck it up and smile and be good. That the Thanksgiving myth is something to be, to the extent that it's a myth at all, is something to be upheld and treasured and cherished. And why gratitude is the most important thing you can feel on Thanksgiving. That's what I'm going to do when we come back on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. A funny thing happens in Minnesota in the winter, whether you like cozy nights in a cabin, meeting friends for burgers after skiing, flying down more than 22,000 miles of groomed snowmobile trails, or hiking in the silence of the woods. A funny thing happens. The coldest months of the year have a way of bringing about the warmest moments in life. Find your true north. Only in Minnesota. Visit exploreminnesota.com. Hey, have you heard about the Arctic Spa's Spa Boy? No, tell me about it, eh? It's a salt system that monitors itself and chlorinates when the sanitation is low in your hot tub or swim spa. Oh, yeah. Well, I talked a lot with the other guys. They've got salt systems too, eh? Yeah, but no other spa company can offer anything like Spa Boy. By monitoring itself, the chlorine can be lower all the time, so our Minnesota skin doesn't have to be all dried out by the chlorine. Oh, yeah. Well, the missus was sure like that, eh? Yeah, it's insulated better than any other hot tub in the industry, too. It keeps your critters out. It's got a five-day freeze guarantee. It's the number one replacement spy in the industry. Oh, that's a pretty big statement, eh? So that must mean that people who buy another tub usually end up buying an Arctic, eh? It's a pretty great hot tub. Plus, with the Spa Boy salt system, you save lots of money on skin lotion, too, Oh, eh? you're always thinking, dude. Visit Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen today and see what makes the Arctic so great for Minnesota climates. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. PremierPools.com. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith I'm Staff Sergeant Alex I'm Staff Stevens. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... 
Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Thanksgiving weekend edition of the broadcast. By the way, I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving, or at least the best Thanksgiving possible under the circumstances. And I hope that you can obey, find some way to, even if you had a terrible holiday, I hope you can find some way to get to Dennis Prager's injunction to find the joy that's out there where you can find it uh, and how very, very important that is. And if you're not listening to the Happiness Hour every week, by the way, I think it's every Wednesday, I think at 2 o'clock, or 1 o'clock rather, on the uh, Dennis Prager Show, I think that's what it is. You should be. Uh, If you need to go find the podcasts or even buy them whatever it's worth it totally worth it well, let's go to the phones shoreview bob welcome to the northern alliance radio network you are on the air oh thanks um as i was listening to you i was thinking you know we need some specific facts to overcome the gaslighting and the revisionist history that we've been taught in the public schools and uh two good sources are one of them will be michael medved's book the 10 big lies about america yes uh Whose whose day, holiday programs I missed? They used to be on your station. They yep. were excellent history. And then the second one would be Dennis Prager's YouTube video about the first Thanksgiving. You are I mean, absolutely right and brilliantly on point. And thank you very much for your call, Bob. That was a great addition and a perfect segue into what I was about to say. Yes, Michael Medved's Thanksgiving show, actually his shows about all the holidays, are are absolutely brilliant and must-haves. And you can buy You can go to uh, michaelmedved.com and actually purchase those broadcasts. Um, they, they're Obviously, since he's retired from broadcasting, he, they're not on the air every holiday anymore. It's a shame. Uh, we're a poor—I mean, God bless Sebastian Gorka, but we are a poor society for not having those uh, broadcasts of Michael Medved's every holiday. And of course, Dennis Prager, absolutely. And if you, if you don't have a copy of the five biggest lies about or ten biggest, ten biggest lies about America, pick it up and have it ready in case some of your uh, progeny are uh, subscribed to the whole badger the family into submission every holiday uh, school of thought. Better yet, just ask everyone to smile and enjoy each other's company and, and put the politics away for one lousy meal. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, one of the things, however, and, and the, the thing that I, that of all those pieces that Joe Souchere called out in the New York Times, no less, uh, that, that I just detest with a, with a, with a fervor that, that I can actually taste in my mouth is why gratitude is wasted on Thanksgiving. And, if that's how you feel, I truly feel sorry for you. I mean, that is such a horrible, ugly, closed-off, emotionally sterile way of looking at life. Not that I'm going to lecture you, but I guess I am. Because being grateful for what you have, whatever you have, or the chance to have more than whatever you have, is an absolutely profound blessing to, 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 to yourself. 
And, and by the way, researchers are just finding out lately how important feeling gratitude is to you scientifically, objectively, to your mental and physical health. And by the way, I, I'll have to find some stuff and post that at Shot in the Dark that info this past week because it, it does have me that riled up answering this against against the likes of the New York Times and, and Minnesota Public Radio, National Public Radio, this constant gaslighting of people into misery over the holiday seasons. Uh, the things that you are grateful for are, are the things you should be focusing on, not the things that make you miserable, not the things you wish were different, uh, not the things that, 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 that you hate about the people around you, the things that for which you feel gratitude are what you should be focusing on for your own personal, physical, mental, spiritual health, whatever you believe in, in the great spiritual scheme of things. And there's so much of it. Yes, I've, I've mentioned that I feel profoundly, indelibly thankful for the fact that I had a, near as I could tell, a pretty happy childhood. I think my brother and sister and I are all grateful for that. And spent the last 30 years of my life trying to pass that along to a couple of my kids and one that was half, partly mine, uh, that I raised anyway. And uh, fingers crossed, hopefully they carry, hopefully they, 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 they found that. To the extent that they do, I am thankful there are good signs out there. Uh, but I'm also thankful that for all the accidents of history, I'm thankful beyond belief for all the accidents of history that have led us, you and I, all of us, if you're within the sound of my voice, if you're alive at this time in history, the accidents of history that have led to this place where for the first time in human history, obesity is a bigger problem than famine. I'm not talking about having to unsnap your belt in front of the TV watching football on Thanksgiving as you let the tryptophan coma take over. I'm talking about 50 years ago when I was a child, the, the, the feeling of being scared out of my mind as I read the, the, the news reports and, the, and the, the book reviews that, that showed that famine was going to starve half the human race to death and we'd be looking at food riots in the United States by the time I graduated from high school. I'm thankful that didn't turn out, as should you all. But I'm even more thankful that that for a, a combination of reasons, a combination of of the of the rise of Western civilization as it as, as it happened, uh, a rise of a civilization that valued the individual, that valued individual initiative, that that placed value on the survival of the lowliest peasant as well as the highest of the nobles, that that led to a civilization like ours that actually empowers the peasants to govern themselves, that led to a, a period. This period, the first period in human history, where we are so incalculably wealthy that type 2 diabetes is a bigger scourge to mankind, not just in the United States, but in Nigeria and in Oman and in Burma, than famine and starvation. The, the places that were on the brink of starving themselves back to the Stone Age during my childhood according to the same people who are pushing global warming today, are dealing with too much fat. People in places that 50 years ago were supposed to starve themselves back to 10% of their population are dealing with that jiggle around the middle today in a way that Americans 
gripe about in the ultimate of first world problems and now the third world problems. If you're not thankful for that, slap yourself for me. I'm thankful for for all of the, the people who have helped make it this way. The generations that came before us that, that came up with this democracy, that came up with the idea of the free market, that came up with the idea of of stewarding this world and this society to make it a better place for those who followed and in some cases fighting against mortal threats to it. Oh, yeah, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful, by the way, that we had forefathers in this country that came up with a way to do the impossible, came up with a way for people who really didn't like each other very much on some key issues, for example, slavery and not slavery, to run a government together without killing each other most of the time, except for four years there halfway through, and made it possible for people who didn't much care for each other then as now to, if they want to, actually run a productive, civilized, wealthy society together with all of their differences, without having to go to the barricades and shoot each other to get their will every four years or two years or every day, like in some other parts of the world throughout all of human history. I thank, I'm thankful for that. And if you're not, I humbly beseech you, get right with the universe. And today I'd be remiss if I didn't say thank you all for listening to this broadcast every Saturday afternoon for this last 15 years. I am humbled and profoundly thankful for the chance that Salem Twin Cities gives me to do this every year. And I am thankful for every day I get to do it. And I'm thankful for every last one of you. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. God bless you all. God bless America. The world of business and investing is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the info? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, reading trade magazines, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. That's where Business 1440 steps in. We're your on-air guide through the fast-paced financial and business landscape. Up-to-the-minute business and investing news. Streaming now at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance here for Kingdom Builders. You've heard them on this station. They say they're not great salesmen, just great roofers. But if you're a homeowner, you've heard the horror stories from your neighbors about roofers who were great salesmen, but terrible roofers, about contractors with no integrity. So my first call was to the roofers who make their integrity the center, not just of their business, but of their lives. That's the Kingdom Builders. And yeah, they are great roofers. I have a challenging roof. Third floor, lots of details, and it was last re-roofed when I was just out of high school. And yet, from the moment they showed up, I had the confidence. I wasn't just going to get a great roof. I wasn't going to get that heartburn you get when trying out a new contractor. So yeah, they are great roofers and genuinely great people to work with. And I have the nicest looking roof on my block. So call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or find them online at thekingdombuilders.net. Tell them Mitch Berg sent you and he loves his new roof. Giving your computer problems to boot. Arby's Computer Service. When you want your computer fixed right the first time, Arby's is the place. 
Hi, this is Randy from RB's Computer Service. Why is it that your cell phone is replaced every two to three years with no thought about cost, but when it comes to your computer in your office, you try and hold up five to six years or longer to do the same? RB's Computer Service. What is that loss in productivity doing to your bottom line? Do you know that we can sell you a brand new commercial computer that is super fast for less than the cost of your new iPhone or Android phone? Why are you waiting? Call us today. We can be reached at 763-441-3884. That's 763-441-3884. Or on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. When it comes to replacing your windows and doors, ignorance is not bliss. You only want to have to do it once, and you don't want to make a mistake. Great Plains Windows and Doors has been helping homeowners all over the Twin Cities with their replacement needs, utilizing the entire line of Anderson Core product, including the most popular 400 series, which contractors trust the most, and they're made right here in Minnesota. Now that sounds like bliss. For a truly remarkable experience, contact Great Plains Windows and Doors at greatplainswindows.com. AM 1280, The Patriot.